0: All right, we'll let you start.
1: <laughs> What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to another episode of Coast Ignorance. I am Will, the host.
0: I am like the favorite host. Lies. <laughs> mm. Y'all welcome, for that.
1: This week, we got another dope show lined up for you. No, here he go with the gross vocals. This week, we're going to be talking about Joe Button fucking up.
0: Bruh, just oh. the whole bag. <laughs> <laughs>
1: just, just
0: throwing it all away. According
1: to Joe, you don't need them niggas recording is he still going right now yeah with uh with them two stand stand-ins. Ish. <laughs> ish and, ish and, uh i don't know what the other yeah we don't, even, is. we don't even know the name fake mall and fake rory <laughs> um we're gonna be talking about that and we're also gonna be talking about the protection of black women yes mike's one of my favorite subjects yeah, absolutely um we're actually gonna be talking about what that means because uh I guess it's a lot of different definitions.
0: And if it actually is what Black women actually want in terms of what they say they want, is it mm-hmm. actually protection of what they want. Yeah, exactly. So,
1: do that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, gonna be talking about those things. We're gonna chop it up a little bit. Uh, but first, if you haven't joined our Patreon, do it now. Ooh, the snap is, hold up. <laughs> Patreon <laughs> patreon.com slash cultivated ignorance. Why do you torture people's ears with this Gross. Um join us. It's only five dollars a month.
0: Only five dollars. My man.
1: <laughs> only five dollars. We got dope shit on there, exclusive content that you'll never see on the book. Never.
0: Never never only fans. OnlyFans the only fans coming up next.
1: <laughs> um we got some dope shit lined up. Yes. Exclusive interviews. Uh we're also gonna be doing a little more TV reviews.
0: Yeah, because we'll be fucking that up. No, I haven't. No, I haven't. You watch on um, WandaVision? Exactly. Thank you. I
1: watched the one that features the black man in Falcon and Winter Soldier. The, don't get me started on the, <laughs> Falcon and Winter Soldier. <laughs> Did you hear that monologue at the end? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. I was proud to be a black American.
0: <laughs> you, was like, you had the one tear coming you. talking. So he was saying,
1: just I was, I was just like the old black dude. Oh, yeah. The <laughs> <laughs> country finally recognized me. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, man. Check us out. Patreon.com slash cultivated ignorance. Yes. Yeah, lit. Lit stuff. So, if you've been hiding under a rock, <laughs> Joe Budden, Recently fired his two co-hosts, Rory and Maul, over what appeared to be
0: some shit that was his fault. <laughs> Yo, just trying to get the books, man. Just trying to get some information. He was like, nah, I'm fired. Get out of here. This is why you
1: really, really think about what you're doing when you go in business with friends.
0: Especially if your friend is Joe Button. <laughs> Michael Murray. What? The best thing you could ever do in your life.
1: Um. What? <laughs> The look at Joe Button's face. is just—it just
0: looks like a fuck, nigga.
1: <laughs> I <was> like <laughs> I know I, I, I
0: fucked up, <laughs> but
1: I ain't gonna admit it, though. I
0: ain't about, yeah, I ain't gonna apologize.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, man. So they—they they had a huge falling out. They—they they had a falling out. They took some time off. Everybody regrouped. They had two more episodes, and that shit was. Done. <laughs> I was gonna say.
0: Dude, I heard episodes were really oh, awkward. I didn't they were very it. awkward, <laughs> especially <laughs> that
1: first one back. Boy. Yeah, what man. happened?
0: They just
1: bro. So like they—they they all kind of like. Pity patted around what what the truth was,
0: mm.
1: and uh, they said, "Yeah, man, we went to Joe's house, had a five hour, little chop it up session. Mm-hmm. We got our issues resolved." And then, throughout the course of the show, you could tell like the issues were not fucking <laughs> resolved whatsoever. <laughs> Them niggas was going back and forth. Roy was like, "Such and such, this happened." Joe was like, but, "But but this happened." <laughs> that I, shit was. I shit, take all the fault here, bro. That shit was terrible, and then. Couple episodes what the fuck later.
0: With the paper, man. They can hear it on the
1: ship. A couple episodes later, Joe fired him <laughs> publicly on air.
0: Just in the messiest way possible.
1: I, I wouldn't do that in business nor to friends. Like oh, what the
0: fuck? Yeah. So. What was your general thoughts on whose fault it was? Well, we know whose fault it was. <laughs> 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 like how it could have been handled better. You could have not fired them on air. <laughs> You could have not uh, had
1: their replacements
0: stand well, in for them. That shit is wild. Dude. Yeah. Like, these are supposed to be your friends. You just straight up was like, I'm going to find somebody else to just do it. It was like a, it was like a nigga who broke up with his lady. It was a straight just, business move. Like. Was it a straight business or was just straight pity? Or both? It was both. Just, it felt like somebody just bringing up with a girlfriend and then bringing a new girl to like the same club they know their girlfriend hang out at, <laughs> Just so they could, uh, he, like, I moved on. Yeah. She was gross, man. But
1: hey, man, I guess so that's what you get when, like, some street dude or anybody <laughs> who doesn't know how to handle business, yeah, gets a business.
0: Do you feel like though, like, Rory and Maul took proper accountability of them overlooking the very clear red flags along the way of, um, at the end, yeah, because I think they acknowledged that. Mm-hmm. Um, it
1: was a lot of. A lot of them being naive and i guess them just having some like just thoughts that Joe would never do that just brushing yeah, yeah just brushing stuff off just because of the fact that he's your friend
0: yeah
1: i mean i do that with you now i'll
0: like, do no wrong as a friend <laughs> zero wrong
1: but it was it was a shame to see it go down and i think the show is going to suffer for it I was, drastically
0: I haven't, I haven't heard anyone talk about these newest episodes that'll come out
1: Bro, because the other dudes are just, they don't have no personality. <laughs> like, yeah, like Rory and Maul didn't say much, but like you felt their presence. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> These <laughs> other two niggas are stand in. Do you remember like when they would have like Cleveland on the damn Family Guy show? Oh, he was having a whole
0: episode of himself?
1: Yeah, it was like, what is this? Like, <laughs> what is this? So gross. I don't know, man. It, it won't be a good
0: result. That's
1: all I know. So you see the,
0: the end of the Joe Button podcast is coming soon. I see viewership going down
1: drastically. All that little gas Joe had about himself is like him being the draw, yeah, from uh coming from what was that show on complex?
0: Oh, um everyday struggle.
1: Yeah, everyday struggle. He was gassed up.
0: I think you're right. Yeah. And and then
1: he brought it over to Yeah. his own podcast. Well, right. But but I mean, like based off what Rory Amal said, the show wasn't. It had a fan base because of how popular Joe already was. Mm-hmm. But it didn't like pop until Rory and Maul really got active and engaged with it.
0: Rory said that. He said, like he felt like Joe, and this is so funny because they actually used to clown him about his um watch rap career on the show all the time.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um he talked about how he would be standing, standing with Joe, and Joe was talking about how they had crowds for the live shows, like crowds around the corner. Yeah. And Joe would be like, look at all these people here to see me. Look at all these people here to see me. Oh, yeah, nigga. Like <laughs> <was> like, what? <laughs> You're here to see us, fam. Like, <laughs> that, see, that's what I'm talking about. Like, just putting it off, like, in your head. Like, you see these clear red flags. And this is what it makes me feel like. They kept saying it wasn't about the money. I don't think it was solely about the money.
1: I think it was the transparency that was really. The transparency about the money.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think, but I'm saying the reason they just kind of ignored the red flags, I think it's partially because of the money it was so lucrative. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. And I think they were trying to kind of deny that. And that's how you can be honest, man. Like, it's like we've all been victims of that. Like, when shit just feels good, when you see the benefits of what you're doing, like, we all be ignoring red flags that we should have been called attention to, especially if you're not getting the proper accounting that you're supposed to get. Apparently, he was getting these Play Play um, Excel spreadsheets (laughs) of the percentages some shit in google docs <laughs> anybody could do it was a doc that we do he just yeah. uploaded it in a little word document it's like here y'all go there's how much y'all made exactly um so the main reason i wanted to talk about this is um do you think because i think that w- this is most telling of more than anything is joe i mean i don't think this is all much of it is his fault but yeah joe is joe like he's always been joe i don't really know him to ever fake being a good person or a better person than he actually is i should say yeah he has been very clear about he burns bridges if he falls out with you. That's it. Doesn't
1: um, respect contracts. Does not respect contract.
0: Doesn't respect contracts. Doesn't respect long term friendships. Mm. I never forget that um Hot ninety seven um episode um show with him and Rosenberg were talking. Do you remember this? Uh, not really. He you know him and Rosenberg were way back like you yeah. know when Joe was dead broke like Rosenberg really helped him out a lot, and like they had an episode. Where they were just like, yo, man, like, we got to, we friends. Like, I guess i to tell you, like, the shit you're doing is just hurtful right now. Like, you just acting like we ain't known each other for, like, over 10 years. Yeah. And Joe was like, nigga, I mean, if your feelings hurt, then all right, I guess it's done then. Like, he walked out the show. Like, he's being very clear about that. And it's very telling of how a lot of people, <laughs> I call it LLC tw- Twitter, just assume that, like, we as Black people just got to get LLCs. We just got to start a business and everything will be fixed but we not take into account like being broke is more so a mentality than a financial status in my opinion like you can't just give somebody a bunch of money and expect them to turn into a better person oh yeah i agree you know what i'm saying and i wonder if this will make people look at the situation and be like yeah joe's shown like this pattern of behavior forever
1: mm-hmm.
0: like should we be focused more on like Making sure people are in the proper mind state to own a business versus just telling people just go out and buy LLC with your you know, stimulus money. Like we'll just make people more nuanced with the discussion around starting a business in black communities. No. You don't think it'll help at all? No, I
1: don't think I don't think, right. <laughs> <might be> right. <laughs> I don't think people are even connected to. You might be right. I don't think people are connected to at all. Um hopefully it helps people see what it takes to be a boss, like to be a business owner. Right. But people are not gonna I mean let's be honest. Like you're gonna be like, oh damn, the podcast <laughs> fell apart. They ain't gonna get nothing
0: else. That was an isolated issue that'll never happen to anybody else.
1: <laughs> right? Like, oh my god, you don't have to manage any personalities, you don't right. have to <laughs> you just start the business, it'll be right. profitable. Yeah, like nah, bro, people are not even gonna connect it.
0: And I, I hope you're not thinking that they will. I got hope. You don't stop mean hopeful. Stop being hopeful. So. I'm hoping that people, because the best thing about this level of transparency in media now is we get to vividly see celebrities mistakes. Whereas before it would have to be like a complete crash and burn before we actually knew what happened. Now it's like you can see the down, the downward spiral as it's happening. So like my hope is that people see these things, take them in like, "Hmm, that's interesting. Let me take, let me like reconsider what everything I've been spewing, everything I just kind of get from these Random memes, these mm-hmm. little quick videos of somebody talking super fast about
1: how to start a business overnight.
0: Yeah, and my hope is that people like actually watch these things and be like, "Yo, maybe I sh- we should be talking about this a little bit deeper than we have been."
1: People are gonna get from this that damn Joe fucked over his friends, <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Damn, the podcast falling apart.
0: <laughs> you might be right, man. That sucks. I had hope. Um, Any other thoughts on (laughs) Joe's piece of shit? Like, what do you mean? (laughs) I would say I do want people to just, I would, okay, that's what we got a platform for, right? I would say uses us as an opportunity to learn, y'all. Like, if someone is doing fucked up things in their personal friendships, um, and if if you do come into the business, Michelle said, what do you miss? We talked about Joe Button podcast and how Joe fucked up the bag. If someone's not only showing that shadiness in personal relationships, but also in business, like please do not just assume that once y'all get a bunch of money, once y'all do that, you know, get the LLC, once you get this platform established, once you start getting fans, that people will suddenly just act right. Because <laughs> like it happens way too often for it to be a thing at this point. Yeah. I feel like.
1: Well, that's why you own your own business by yourself.
0: <laughs> I, I do. <laughs> I do. You don't work with nobody. That's very true. See, I work with people in partnership. Yeah. Like, cause that's the thing. Like, we got to, and Kimberly, off uh, am for, um, for Harriet, put this perfectly. Like, people sensationalize. I'm going to keep referencing her the whole podcast. That's I my, know you are. That's my channel, bro. <laughs> that's my channel. Um, <laughs> She was yelling at Will on some video that he was watching. He got mad. You didn't hear the message she was trying to tell. I you. did
1: hear the message.
0: you agree with it? No. See, you just hate women. So. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> that's where we're going with it. <laughs> so now she talked about like how people sensationalize being the boss. Like being the boss is not exactly fun. Like doing like the actual work and that not in his head. The actual like work to be a boss, quote unquote, to be responsible for people's paychecks, make sure nobody gets hurt on your watch or on your set, under your contracts, whatever. Like that. like that shit is not fun, man. Getting lawyered <laughs> up to be protect yourself, that shit is not fun. That's <laughs> someone who works for artists. Shit is not always fun. <laughs> like, that's about to go crazy. Like, I'm just saying, like, realize what y'all getting into for y'all jumping this thing head first. So money doesn't change people, it allows them to be more of the true selves. I agree with that. Who said that? Centaur views. I don't know if that's Trey. I'm about to say
1: they saw the Rory and
0: Maul shit because that's exactly <laughs> what they said. You just you, copy you of, quoting this you shit. You just
1: copied <laughs> the paste of comments. comment.
0: Yeah. I'm giving him props. Man, get out of here. Yeah, man. So that's that.
1: Anyway, we'll see how long or how how long you give the Joe Budden podcast a little like, serious viewership.
0: Listen, as somebody who never has sat through a whole episode because it's <laughs> just too much, I especially now I definitely don't give it much time. I see Joe doing something else, or maybe just sitting back and just... well, you know,
1: uh, I think during the episode after Rory and Mom came, you know, had their little re- uh, response. Mm-hmm. I think he said he was starting his own radio show or something like that. So.
0: The Ooh, podcast. Joe Bun said that? Yeah. His own, like him by himself? I, I think so. I, I don't know. the did and pronounce, but no parts of that. <laughs> Can you imagine riding
1: in the morning, 8 o'clock in the morning? Just, Yo, what's up, man? <laughs> like, just loud.
0: Just like, yeah, just ranting about some random Yeah, just kid. ranting, like. But <laughs> so it's at three months' time. That...
1: Yeah, that might be right. I give, I was going to give it six before it loses, like, serious
0: viewership and goes to those everyday struggle numbers after he was <laughs> Right. What about a Mort Rory and Maul podcast? Are you listening to that? I probably would. Really? I actually would, because them niggas never talk. Like I, it would be interesting yeah. to see them like be cut loose. Especially if Mall like just tells stories. Yeah. That,
1: that like that's be. that's a New York nigga. That is
0: like, Harlem and his true. He's from Harlem, right? I think so. I think somewhere like somewhere in New York. Yeah. In its truest form.
1: His brother was started Rockefeller or something like that? Helped start Rockefeller? Something like that, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that shit would be entertaining. I think I think Rory's gonna be good too. They, case, they all gonna be good, just not together. Obviously,
0: <laughs> it sucks, man. But it is what it is. Hmm. We'll see y'all. In case you said she actually thinks Joe Bunch an intelligent man. Who, I
1: don't said, know that? who said
0: that? Uh, In case you said that, uh, I don't know. if opinionated. I Opinionated. <laughs> I think somebody said he smells. He sounds like a smart person to people who don't really know what he's talking about, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you
1: know, like, okay, so I, I think this is like, like one of the keys, like, when somebody has a platform and they're extremely opinionated, yeah. people take it for intelligence. I'm not saying that's your own situation. No, no, no. But I'm saying, like, when there's, especially when there's nobody to uh, argue against the things that you're saying,
0: right? people take it as gospel. And you can say like, extremely passionately. Yeah, We say it about they spell all the time. Yeah, Like, you can say it's super um, charismatic. You can... Yeah, just super passionate he, and you yelling and shit like yeah. that. And, you, and everybody's just quiet. Like, yeah,
1: you sound like you. You sound like you're speaking truth.
0: <laughs> I don't know. All right. So, okay. So, next topic. <clears throat> you want to introduce yourself? No, this is you, baby. All right. So, I, I had a question I put on the Facebook status <laughs> and everything. That's a good answer. Thank y'all for the input. Um, Let me start it like this. Let's start by asking you a question. Um, when you hear the words, Black men must protect Black women. What exactly do you think that means? And do you feel like it's your, it's your responsibility to uphold that? When I hear that phrase, Black men must protect Black women,
1: I feel like... Almost like... How am I wording this? I don't know, man. I feel like there are like ours to protect. Like, like specifically ours. Like we... In some ways, I don't want to say possessed because that feels fucked up. You're
0: going to get to that part.
1: Well, <laughs> yeah, man, just like if I guess since they are considered at the bottom of society,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's our job to bring them up, not our job to hold them back anymore by uh, these patriarchal standards and, and bounds, like uh, based off of beauty, their looks, what we think they should be doing, gender roles, whatever. Like when I hear that i i, I think of l- helping them be their most free self, for sure, yeah,
0: that's what I would say. Do you feel like they owe you anything in return for that, helping that sense of protection that you will provide? i mean if its if
1: I'm supposed to be helping them be their most free self, then no hmm. but
0: do you think most men feel like, <laughs> <laughs> that's the question,
1: no. No. <laughs> but at the same time I'm not even saying that I subscribe to my own definition of protect black women mm. That's just how I define it mm. You know what I mean so that's, Like if somebody was to say that Like that's what I would assume That's what I would Believe that that is Right. But I feel like if I'm gonna Help you be your most free self Or whatever Then I should be getting something in return You know what I mean that's, but I don't feel like I'm owed that. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you get what I'm saying?
0: You say you're not going to fulfill that yes. thing that you just defined? Yes. So you don't feel like you really, you're just going to do whatever you feel like doing whenever you see a black woman says, protect black woman.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stand up for a black woman when I feel necessary.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not going to fulfill this whole spectrum of what I believe protect um, black women is got you got you. you know what i mean yeah okay i understand what you're saying it's not the least problematic thing
0: i was gonna say i can <laughs> see why it wouldn't Catch you said that you see that's the problem if you can expand on that that'd be great um see that's partly why i don't even use that verbiage in the first place because the whole thought of protecting men protecting women in this historical sense in the traditional sense for me, I've seen that I feel like it's always been associated with the possession of woman. And like I said we're gonna get to the part next. But like I've always said, like I just want to do the best I can by black women by any means necessary. Mm-hmm. So that can be like if I have extra money. Um, like you can't do collins right now, you have to just do it in the comments. I'm sorry. Um if that means like if I have extra extra money and like I know a black woman needs money, or I just want to treat black women to something to eat or just give them some extra money. That's that. That means, like, if I'm in a club somewhere and I see a Black woman being assaulted or harassed, like, I can't just sit there and just not say anything. Mm-hmm. But, like, to say, like, to put on this whole cape of, like, I protect Black women, I feel like that's ties into this, like I said, this historical sense of, like, Black women belong to us, mm-hmm. so they're our duty to protect. Yeah. And I question if that's what really, Black women really want. You know what I'm saying?
1: And is that... I mean, besides the fact is that what they really want? Is that what's best for black women even from a male's perspective? Is it best for is it best for black people as a whole to have that kind of ideology? You know what I mean? Right,
0: right. Yeah. So shout out to um what's the name? Demi. Um, so this is another for Harriet thing. Um, God, you killed Look, I'm on the Patreon. Get, a, get a
1: different perspective, man.
0: I got my own perspective. Well, this you, helps me. No, you like, don't. It, <laughs> it's like, no, you don't. I absolutely you do. You are for Harriet. I am for Harriet. <laughs> 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 no, um, we had a group community um, discussion, and um, I was talking to Kim and some other woman, and this woman named Demi had shared this um, essay. Definitely recommend y'all read this. Uh, if you don't um, find it, uh, I, we got to send it to you. It's an essay called um, Ironies of the Saint by this woman named, what was her name? Jasmine Griffin that talked about how Malcolm X historically always viewed the protection of Black women through the lens of possessing black women. And how, just like much of the nation of Islam itself, whenever they talked about protecting black women, it wasn't so much about black women being protected as black men's being masculine. I'm sorry, black men's masculinity being secured by their ability to protect black women. So it just damn near was like, wasn't actually about black women. It was more so about like, if I'm a black man and us and black women are saying like black men ain't shit or I'm not being protected, like what does that say about me? It was me?
1: helping to define their power.
0: Right, right. And I think like, ooh, I don't know if that's, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, because that's where hyper masculinity shit comes in. Like that's where that whole alpha male shit comes in. That's where that whole conflation of protector and provider, mm. the man that can do all these things, comes in. And I question if black men even have the like resources to actually even do this stuff, on that level that you that is like I guess the utopian way of thinking that it would be. Do we even have the access and the resources to even do that, provide that in the first place?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think so.
0: It's, let me just come. And see. You know what it is, and recognize the privilege. Oh right. God. Great job. Recognize the privilege or advantage that you have as a black man, and why you should, what you feel it's what black men should do. You acknowledge you that you don't do it. I think she was talking about what you were saying, how you define protection, but you said you're not living up to that standard.
1: Right, because I feel like if I did that, I would feel like I am owed something. Mm. Like if I'm, like if I'm, in, in a word, like putting on a cape for you or going out here and doing stuff for black women i feel like i would have some kind of i don't want to say ownership but some kind of right to black women or some kind of po- feeling of possession
0: that's what okay
1: which is not something i i don't feel like i'm entitled to right you know what i mean and so in that aspect i feel like i should just treat everybody good in in a sense
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know want the best for everybody um but yeah, man, like that's, I, I, I just feel like it, it leads us down like a slippery slope when you, when, when we're, when you use the term protect black women, mm-hmm. because it also means like, why do black women, I guess, need protection? That's another question we got to ask. Why do black, why do we feel the need to have this catchphrase or this uh, kind of mantra that we should go by? Is it because we feel like they're weak, unprotected? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think we should dive deeper into why we think black women need protection.
0: I think that's a deeper question, but I think a universal understood truth for those who deem themselves progressive anyway, is that black women seem the most vulnerable to violence in this society. Like they are deemed at the bottom of the totem pole. So it's like, they're the ones that need protecting the most.
1: Right. But I guess, are you, are you protecting everybody
0: equally or are you protecting black women to a higher standard? I think it has to be the latter because it's about more about equity in that you can't treat everybody the same. Like, you would not protect white men the same way you would take black women, right? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Them niggas are all right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I think it's more so about equity. Like, you have to do a little bit more for this other party who is extremely marginalized, well, marginalized compared to this other party who, I think, you know, working class white men, sure, are oppressed in (laughs) certain ways, whatever. But like, yeah, you wouldn't treat that the same way. (laughs) I'm trying not to be like dismissive because I know like, you know, how race is used as a social construct. Like it is is made white, make regular white people feel more empowered than they actually are. I understand that. But at the same time, like, y'all niggas is not in the same situation as black women. So it's like, is it? So you you already alluded to this question. Um, can there be someone who is charged with a sense of protecting something, without also, or someone but also feeling like they possess that person or thing? Is there anything in life that you can think of that you feel like you you have to protect that you don't also protect, um, possess? Not me, but.
1: I feel like people do it with animals. Certain certain people, certain races do it with animals. Like white people put on the cape for dogs and cats and all that other bullshit. They
0: own the fuck out of animals. What do you mean?
1: <laughs> what do you mean? Animals that they don't own. Animals. No,
0: even even animals that's in even animals that's in the quote unquote wild, like they take it upon themselves to capture footage of animals to put them, like finagle them into certain situations so they can get <laughs> certain things. Absolutely. I don't
1: know, man. Not not me personally. I can't think of anything in my life or in my situations that I come across that I would protect, that I don't feel like I have a certain amount of possession
0: of. That's, I don't know if it's human nature for anybody to feel like they... I can't really it. If y'all, can, if y'all can think of an answer in the chat, please by me and give it. What oh, are they going in on me? I don't want to get you bogged down in the comments. Your phone, your child, your mom, your dad, your glasses. Oh, I'm sorry, I got to catch up. I might have to catch up to the, end, the comments at the end of the um, show, y'all. I don't want to miss these. I definitely want to engage with y'all. Michelle said, "We show up for y'all. It's no questions asked, but we don't care. We don't care who, what, when, where. But for us, is y'all got to know the whole story. Um." I think that varies from person to person. I think, well, I can say for myself, I have black women in my life who I know would show up for me and I know I would show up for them no matter what, for sure. Um, I don't think all black people show up for all black people in general, though, whether it be men or women, because we know the saying, like, all skin folk, ain't can't folk. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, there are some, just like there are some black men out there, there are some black women out there that don't don't really care about black men's lives. Like, you look at Candace Owens don't care nothing about throwing Black men under the bus for some for some dollars, you know what I'm saying? I think for the most part, yeah, Black women, if I say generally speaking, yeah, for sure, show up for a way and for Black men that we don't show up for Black women, absolutely. And I think that's mostly because of patriarchy and sexism. Um, but I wouldn't accept it as a universal truth that, like, every Black woman feels the same way, because, unfortunately, I wish it was that way. I wish all Black men and all Black women felt the same way about each other, and we wouldn't even have this discussion in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know if there's a sense of protecting something or someone without feeling like you also own that person. And so I was questioning if we should shift the conversation towards, should we met more black men be in charge of having more mindfulness when it comes to black women, more empathy, more self-accountability, more than anything, for sure, Um, holding each other accountable um, all those things, more so than we talking about protecting. Um, just to make the, just to make it more clear as far as because like I said, not everybody defines protection the same way. I yeah. Like, um, I don't know. But am I just being nitpicky or? No,
1: I mean, I think that's I think that's a, a good road to go down because, I mean, when you're more empathetic to somebody, you are more, I guess, quick to see the harm done to someone. Hmm. You know, versus just. <clears throat> protect black
0: women. That's, what that's what I'm saying. So, this
1: is so broad. Like <laughs> that's what I'm
0: saying. and okay, I want to say this one point too though. Not only is it broad, right? I feel like how men have been social, like traditionally socialized, when we we already alluded to this, when we feel like we're in charge of protecting you, I think that's when you get all these men who demand women to be submissive and all this shit yeah. and feed our egos. I've heard niggas scream on women about being too independent. Being too outspoken, cause you're emasculating the dude, and I, how can I protect you if you If you, <laughs> I'm not how gonna i how can I protect before. you when you when you talk to him like he was a <laughs> nigger? <laughs> <laughs> you set up for yourself, like if y'all ever read um Malcolm X's um biography autobiography, he talks about how the Nation of Islam like views women as like weak, fragile y'all can't care for yourselves like we got to care for y'all little kids it's, out it's here, not right? just
1: it's not just the
0: nation as well oh, No, it's not. <laughs> it's not it's the fucking world i just i just point that out because that is a that is a, like maybe the one of the best examples of how men put on this cape this armor you know and say like we is our duty to protect black women because they can't protect themselves yeah and anytime you step outside of the what they def- we define as femininity you no longer worth protection. I see that a lot when and dudes, and it's gross. Well,
1: yeah, I I can agree. Mm-hmm. I'm about to say because I don't. I was about to. I I feel like it's fucked up, but I was about to say I don't see no niggas standing up for no like uh, what's the word? <laughs> masculine. You can say masculine. Masculine yeah. women. And <laughs> hey, you know like, Think of every think every not, negative not slur that you've ever heard in your life, <laughs> and it just keeps hitting you, and you're like, oh, 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 <laughs> oh, but I dodged it though. I dodged it. I gotta get out of it. No, <laughs> can't do it. Woo. Um, yeah. but yeah, like I don't see, I don't see dudes standing up for for them like that, or even thinking about That's the connection I mean. to them being women. It's, not- it's connected to femininity,
0: right?
1: And I guess weakness. <laughs> As a, that's, that's, how we, that's how we define who needs protection in a way.
0: As a matter of fact, I guess you said, like, who what is the, the femininity? Who's defining that? It's all performance, man. A lot of shit's performance. And as a matter of fact, people use a woman acting masculine as justification for her getting beat up or whatever like that.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, you saw the whole shit with um, Make the Stallion. Everybody was saying. So <laughs> Tori was small? Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. They just, they just decided because she was bigger than him. She must have been talking shit and everything and she got shot. That's what happens. Like, it's so gross, man. <laughs> it's mad gross. So uh, I question, yeah. What was the next thing on that? I'm still holding. I hope Tori didn't do it. Yeah, he did that shit. He, did. <laughs> he <laughs> shot that girl. Yeah, so yeah, that's what that's what I think. Uh, I think the conversation should shift towards um, actually it was some really good. I don't know if we have time to read this. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Jessica, good friend of the show. She shared this post on the uh, Facebook status that I feel like perfectly defines like what I think most women actually want. It says, black women do not need male protection, black or otherwise. Um, historically, black male protection, shut up, let me, <laughs> historically, black male protection has been transactional and what is given in exchange is controlled. We need those who do, ha- do harm to us to be held accountable legally, socially and economically, uh, we need the community to stop protecting those that harm us because their lives and potential outweigh the harm they do to us. Uh, we need you to stop being idle when we see someone harming us. We need you to stop assuming we did something to earn or deserve the harm that has come to us. We need you to have the same energy you have for someone who sees when you see someone harming black men. Uh, we literally just need you to stop harming us. All that human shield bullshit. The infantilism, like the only way we deserve to not be harmed is if a man is claiming ownership or control over us, can go. Uh, Literally, just stop being a part of the harm. I feel like that should be, I mean, that's a lot of words, but that's the general gist of what, what women actually want versus the traditional men super protectors, blocking bullets, like, well, not you know, not that. But, I yes, you know, but
1: in things. the middle of it, it says we need you to stop being idle when you see someone
0: harming us. Well, I
1: mean, like it's.
0: <laughs> I mean, like when I say blocking bullets, I mean like. No, I mean them. I
1: get what you're saying, no, but okay. I know it's an exaggeration, but it, it's it's literally the exact opposite of what she's asking for. Like, like you, like you're asking. She she's asking for all this, I guess free. Free, free movement in society and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're saying we, we need you to stand up for us when someone is harming us.
0: I think she's asking for both those things. I think she's saying, like, we can be free human, free moving beings. But, like, if you see someone, just like you said, like, you believe in just doing right by other humans. If you see someone being harmful to a woman, like, don't just stand out of the by, Like, step in however way you can and don't let her just be harmed. And that like it's not your business. I think those
1: both things the same way I do a grown man.
0: I mean that's fine. I think that's fine. I think that's so you agree that both those things can be true at the same time.
1: Yes, but if I'm gonna if I'm gonna stand up for you the same way I stand up for a grown man, it's a good chance I'm not standing up for you.
0: Well I don't think you should approach it the same way because like I said, like women have
1: but now you want me to treat them differently.
0: I never said I didn't. I already said that you have to approach it differently.
1: Okay, okay, okay. It, it it don't make sense to me. But <laughs> which part doesn't make sense? The okay, the the very middle of this thing. It says we need you to stop being idols when you see someone harming us. Uh
0: huh. It's basically saying we need protection. I think it's that's a form of protection. Sure, maybe that's mixed in there. Sure, but I'm saying I think see, the main point is we don't need male protection protection in his in the traditional sense of like you just being this that sentence is the traditional sense. I don't that think whole, exact sentence is I don't the think tradition. this whole I think the traditional sense is the whole protection with possession thing.
1: This thing says I want it all. It <laughs> says I want it all. I mean, I think
0: it doesn't when you say you want it all. You saying they want the cake and either two in terms of like is this is being unrealistic? You think this is being unrealistic? That's what I'm asking.
1: I think it's unrealistic to, to want that middle sentence and think it doesn't come with some kind of possession aspect to it.
0: I mean that's a legit question. Y'all can let us know in the chat what y'all think. I think that's a I don't think that's an unfair question. I don't think it has to. It doesn't have to, it just does.
1: Maybe society's further along.
0: That's what I I think it's I think it. Yeah, Michelle said equity versus equality. That's what I'm saying. Like it's I think if you say, I always say this, I don't believe in just telling anybody that they should do so-and-so. Um, I do charge men who say that they love women and appreciate women and want things from women, that if you want these things from women, you do have a stake in helping to protect them. I do think that I do think that is true. You can't. I think it's a lot of men that expect all these things from women, but don't really expect to like actually care for women and make women feel safe. Well, that's very true. Yeah. So, but that woman wanted it all. That's it?
1: that's what I got from. It. I'm not gonna lie to you. That what you say? That that middle sentence kind of throws off the whole argument.
0: Michelle says, "So just call nine one one if you don't want to put no body in your in harm's way, and your body in harm's way. Just call the cops. That's still doing something."
1: Okay, if that's what we define as doing something. Yeah, I think I don't that description. Okay, <laughs> I'm. Just, I don't. And maybe this is just me putting putting on uh my own thought process on what women want, which which is incorrect. But I
0: I I don't. I, think I don't.
1: Good. I don't see that step in when someone's doing
0: us harm means to call the cops. I think that's. Yeah, I think you are projecting. I think. I think, yeah, when I, but I think it's rational because that's what we're socialized. As men, we're socialized to believe, like, if you see a woman in distress, you, you step. In. throw your body at yeah, you should just throw your body at him, and whatever happens, happens, as long as you protect that woman. So, I get where that comes from. Okay. But just know that it doesn't have to be that. All
1: right, if I see a woman getting an ESPY, I'm going to call 911. Okay. And then five minutes later,
0: when she on on the ground... Look, man i'm just i'm just being realistic no, I'm about saying, about do it. whatever you feel comfortable in the situation i'm not trying to make you feel shitty about it i'm saying do whatever you feel comfortable because that's another thing like i can't say i'm as somebody who's a single person doesn't have any kids like i can't demand all men with families you know what i'm saying Ooh. with responsibilities back home that yo put your body on the line put your life on the line at any given moment for somebody like i can't just make that call for somebody else and i don't think guilting somebody into doing that is as effective at all so, I say, like I said, if you want these things from a woman, if you call yourself being for a woman, woman's freedom, liberation, all those things, I think you have to live up to that in different ways. But the way you do it doesn't have to be the way I do it. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> all right, protect black women. <laughs> Y'all can keep commenting, man. Protect
1: people. <laughs> That don't
0: even sound right. That don't it sound like <laughs> you just really just all my all I've <laughs> done? <laughs> really I did. apologize. That was
1: that was
0: terrible. That was super trash. Um, yeah, definitely comedy. I think this just needs more clarity in this conversation. Um, I just don't want to get caught up in the internet shit of people just screaming shut and no one knows what they're talking about, no one knows what they mean, people don't know what they mean. And it's just a bunch of fighting. And Vic said it earlier, the whole conversation is very exhausting at this point because people should be saying the same stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Should have said blast Michelle. <laughs> he he tried. All right, man. Well, I think that's about we all how we all we have on that. Um, I guess we get into the stars of the week. Who do we have this week? We got the lovely Miss Des Monroe, straight out of Atlanta, <clears throat> Georgia. <laughs> Victoria's exasperating. That's it. <laughs> Straight out of Atlanta. Uh she's a singer songwriter of ATL. Um currently has an album out called 20. Um and has more, recently released a single called Showtime. Um she's definitely like R&B, kind of poppish and everything. Why are you looking at other no? Babies? I'm searching. You you better be. I'm <laughs> looking at the other baddies but I'm talking about this this <laughs> um, studio <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> we all we bad cooking, we, we hey, all cooking Let me, cooking let man, let me man.
1: tell you. When I stand up, my back gonna be. Drained. I
0: know. <laughs> Don't put your hands up because I know it's what we it sweat pit city. Ooh. Um, yeah, she's she's fine as a mug. Um, very dope. like Very talented. Very dope. Very beautiful. Um, she actually has a show coming up called the Des Monroe Experience. If you've never seen her in person, uh, goes down July second in Georgia. Uh, please go to her Instagram at um, it's Lady Monroe. Uh, you can see get tickets in her bio. Um, very dope individual. Um, I saw her actually more recently on doing a live with my other Thursday of the week, the other week um, melodic Tones, but it just on my life and just dropping gems. My black woman be doing, just being great. Um, like I said, you can check her out on Instagram at It's Lady Monroe. Check her out on Twitter at Dez underscore, underscore Monroe. And uh, yeah, look at the finals and the, 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 the vibes and the singing and all that good stuff. <laughs> all right, man. Any final thoughts?
1: Nothing. Um Cultivated Ignorance will be doing a clubhouse very soon. Yes. Um. Do you want to tell them what it's going to be about? Yes, absolutely. All right. We're going to be giving bad relationship advice. That's our goal. That's our only goal. Mike's going to be giving bad relationship advice for women. Yes. I'm going to be giving no, I'm going to be giving bad relationship advice for women. I'm
0: going to be giving yes, 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 yes. yes there you go. Yes.
1: I'm, I'm gonna be giving bad relationship advice to women. Mike's gonna be giving bad relationship advice to men. There
0: you go. Absolutely, it's gonna be as toxic as possible, unproductive as possible. You might break up with your Cinderphelder or side chick for a little bit. Yeah, but um, check us out. What is your name on um Clubhouse? You know, you don't even know. It's
1: Doc Knockers, bro.
0: It probably is. That's it for everything. <laughs> Ooh, Will the Third. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, a piece of shit. Look us this on Clubhouse. Will the Third. Yep. I am Afro Marxist. Um, check us out it's my favorite YouTube channel I'm not an actual full-blown mar- Marxist not yet anyway but um, yeah look us up on Clubhouse follow us and we'll keep you in tune on that yeah man we'll see y'all next time love y'all thank y'all peace No, no, no.